Welcome to Storytime with Kurt. In each episode, I'd like you to sit back, relax, and just chill out while I read Tom Swift and His Motorcycle by Victor Appleton. Previously, in Chapter 15, uh, Tom had been knocked out and thrown into someone's uh, barn way far away from where he took shelter from the rain. So, we pick up with Tom and a bunch of folks in town. Chapter 16, Back Home. We've got to organize a regular searching party, declared Jed Blackford after he and his father, together with Tom and the farmer's hired man, had searched up and down the road by the light of lanterns. We'll organize a posse and have a regular hunt. This is the worst crime that's been committed in this district in many years, and I'm going to run the scoundrels to earth. Don't be talking nonsense, Jed, interrupted his father. You won't catch them fellers in a hundred years. They're miles and miles away from here by this time in their automobile. All you can do is notify the sheriff. I guess we'd better give this young man some attention. Let's see. You said your name was Quick, didn't you? No, but it's very similar, answered Tom with a smile. It's Swift. I know there was something that had to do with speed, went on Mr. Blackford. Well, now, suppose you come into the house and have a cup of tea. You look sort of draggled out. Tom was glad enough to avail himself of the kind invitation, and he was soon in the comfortable kitchen, relating his story with more detail to the farmer and his family. Mrs. Blackford applied some homemade remedies to the lump on this youth's head, and it felt much better. I'd like to take a look at my motorcycle, he said after his second cup of tea. I want to see if those men damaged it any. If they have, I'm going to have trouble getting back home to tell my father of my bad luck. Poor Dad. He will be very much worried when I tell him the model and his pa- patent papers had been stolen. It's too bad. Too whoa! I can't speak. Blah blah. It's too bad! Exclaimed Mrs. Blackford. I wish I'd hold them scoundrels. And her usual gentle face bore a severe frown. Of course, you ha- you can have your thingamabob in to see if he's hurt, but please don't start it in here. They make a terrible racket. No, no, I'll, I'll look it over in the woodshed, promised Todd. Uh, Todd. Tom. Wow. It's going to be one of those nights, folks. If it's all right, I think I'll start back home at once. No, you can't do that, declared Mr. Blackford. You're in no condition to travel. You might fall off and get hurt. It's nearly ten o'clock now. You just stay here all night, and in the morning, if you feel all right, you can start off. Couldn't let you go tonight. Indeed, Tom did not feel very much like undertaking the journey, for the blow on his head made him dazed, and the chloroform caused a sick feeling. Mr. Blackford wheeled the motorcycle into the woodhouse, which opened from the kitchen, and there the youth went over the machine. He was glad to find that it had sustained no damage. In the meanwhile, Jed had gone off to tell the startling news to nearby farmers. Quite a throng with lanterns went up and down the road, but... All the evidence they could find were the marks of the automobile wheels, which clues were not very satisfactory. But we'll catch him in the morning, declared the deputy sheriff. I'll know that automobile again if I see it. It was painted red. Well, that's the color of a number of automobiles, said Tom with a smile. I'm afraid you'll have trouble identifying it by that means. I am surprised, though, that they did not carry my motorcycle away with them. It's a valuable machine. 
They were afraid to, declared Jed. It would look queer to see a machine like that in an auto. Of course, when they were going along country roads in the evening, it didn't much matter, but when they were heading for the city, as they probably did, they knew it would attract suspicion to them. I know, because I've been a deputy sheriff almost a year. I believe you're right, agreed Tom. They didn't dare take the motorcycle with them, but they hid it, hoping I would not find it. I'd rather have the model in the papers, though, than a half dozen motorcycles. Maybe the police will help you find them, said Mrs. Blackford. Jed, you must telephone to the police the first thing in the morning. It's a shame the way the criminals are allowed to go on. If honest people did those things, they'd be arrested in a minute. But it seems that scoundrels can do as they please. You wait. I'll catch him, declared Jeff confident, Jed confidently. I'll organize another posse in the morning. Well, I know one thing, and that is the place for the, this young man is in bed, exclaimed motherly Mrs. Blackford. And she insisted on Tom retiring. He was somewhat restless at first, and the thought of the loss of the model and the papers preyed on his mind. Then, utterly exhausted, he sank into a heavy slumber. It did not awaken until the sun was shining in his window the next morning. A good breakfast made him feel somewhat better, and he was more like the resourceful Tom Swift of old when he went to get his motorcycle in shape for the ride back to Shopton. Well, I hope you find those criminals, said Mr. Blackford as he watched Tom oiling the machine. If you're ever out this way again, stop off and see us. Yes, do, urged Mrs. Blackford, who was getting ready to churn. Her husband looked at the old-fashioned barrel and dasher arrangement, which she was filling with cream. "'What's the matter with the new churn?' he asked in some surprise. "'It's broken,' she replied. "'It's always this way with those newfangled things. "'It works ever so much nicer than this old one, though,' she went on to Tom. "'But it gets out of order easy.' "'Huh, let me look at it,' suggested the young inventor. "'I know something about machinery.' The churn, which worked by a system of cogs and a handle, was brought from the woodshed. Tom soon saw what the trouble was. One of the cogs had become displaced. It didn't take him five minutes with the tools that he carried on his motorcycle to put it back, and the churn was ready to use. "'Well, I declare!' exclaimed Mrs. Blackford. "'You are handy at such things!' "'Oh, it's just a knack,' replied Tom modestly. Now I'll put a plug in there, and the cogwheel won't come loose again. The manufacturers of it ought to have done that. I imagine lots of people have the same trouble with these churns. Indeed they do, asserted Mrs. Blackford. Sally Armstrong has one, and it got out of order the first week they had it. I'll let her look at mine, and maybe her husband can fix it. I'd go and do it myself, but I want to get home, said Tom, and then he showed her how, by inserting a small iron plug in a certain place, there would be no danger of the cog coming loose again. That's certainly slick, exclaimed Mr. Blackford. Well, I wish you luck, Mr. Swift, and if I see those scoundrels around this neighborhood again, I'll make them wish they'd let you alone. That's what, added Jed, polishing his badge with a big red handkerchief. Mrs. Blackford transferred the cream to the new churn, which Tom had fixed, and as he rode off down the highway on his motorcycle, she waved one hand to him while the other, while with the other she operated the handle of the apparatus. Now, for a quick run to Shopton to tell Dad the bad news, spoke Tom to himself as he turned on full speed and dashed away. My trip has been a failure so far. 
And that's the end of chapter 16. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Storytime with Kurt. You can subscribe to the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash storytimewithkurt. If you want to stay up to date with all recordings moving forward, you can catch the live recording each Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday evening over at twitch.tv slash kurtstable. That's K-U-R-T-S-T-A-B-L-E. Or follow me on Twitter at V-O by Kurt. If you have suggestions for future books, you can go ahead and send me an email at kurt at storytimewithkurt.com. See you next time. Thank you.